Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Tune into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you. We're back live and in full effect like we try to do almost each and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time, 7 on that west side. Like I said, we're back. We took a good week off because, you know, wasn't really anything popping in boxing last week. Um, in fact, I think there was one fight, might have been a Friday night fight, not really sure what was going on, but everything's building up, building up to some bigger fights that's going on in the, you know, later on this year, we're already halfway done, and oh, has it been a pretty terrific 2019, if I might say so myself, when it comes to boxing, we've been going at it every week, except for, you know, last week, maybe a couple of shows here and there. But most shows we've been, we've had some pretty good fights. And uh, this week, there might be a couple of them in the mix. But this is another who is that again weekend. We've got a bunch of fights, a ton of fights. Fights starting on Thursday. I think we got four, three or four cards on Friday, starting like early in the morning on Friday. Some going down in Tokyo, 7 a.m. on Friday. So if you're up early, you know, that's five out there on the West Coast. You up early getting up for your job, uh, getting you a little coffee, doing something like that. You know, you might be able to watch a little boxing before you go. And then on uh, Saturday, there's three or four. There's at least We've, we're talking about, what is that, one, two, three, four, five of them, uh, five cars that are going down on Saturday. Uh, and these are on the, starting off over there in uh, Saudi Arabia. So we're talking uh, a long day of boxing, early day of boxing um, on Saturday too. So a weekend full of boxing. But you know what? It's not full of names. In fact, there's a couple of names that you will recognize. Uh, fighting guys that you won't recognize. But then there's one really good fight, one title shot fight that I think is going to be a pretty good scrap. So, you know, we got a lot to talk about. A little bit in the news. Tiafimo Sr. got jumped after his son was doing some kind of spar. I'm not sure what happened, but, you know, he does a lot of talk. We're going to talk about that. Fury announced the Wilder fight February 22nd, but not so fast. Um, the schedule this weekend, what we'll start to show off with, we've got 
Khan versus Billy Dibbs on, I think this is on Friday, out there in Saudi Arabia. So I was talking about Saturday. No, that shit's on Friday. I'm remembering now. We got Daniel Du Bois fighting Nathan Gorman for the vacant British heavyweight title. I think that's the rainbow belt. Rainbow. <laughs> that's on ESPN earlier in the day. We got an excellent fight. Um, probably the fight of the night. Ray Vargas putting his um what is he putting? He's putting up his WBC Super Bantamweight belt against Tomika Tomiki Kamita, Asian cat, doing a lot of work. It's gonna be a hell of a fight. And a young bull, the young bull, one of the premier young boxers in the game, twenty two year old Shakur Stevenson going to put in some work on Frank Manzilia. Um Does that even make sense? I thought that was somebody else. Hold on. Yeah, it says Frank Manzilla. I might need to look that up again because I thought that was another name. But I think he's going against Frank Manzilla out there in uh, his hometown of Newark, New Jersey. So this is on ESPN, giving a young fighter an opportunity to fight in his hometown. You know, it took the Charlos a while to get their hometown fight. Mel ain't even had his hometown fight yet. But, you know, ESPN got these guys out, got Shakur Stevenson out here being able to fight out there in Newark, where he's from. I think that's a good look for that young champion, uh, not a champion yet, that young contender. And also uh, on uh, Fox, they got Jamal James versus Antonio DeMarco. That's probably going to be a good scrap, um, but we'll talk about that later on, man. But let's go ahead and bring in the fam that's with us, you know. And that means we're going to Southern California, a place where just recently they got hit by the mastermind. They picked up AD. Well, they're both. I don't. I don't. I think the Clippers. Yeah, everybody. They're in Southern California, but the team in Southern California, the Lakers. You know, they went into this fiasco with uh, Kawhi Leonard holding their money hostage, so now they can only get bones. And they're talking about winning 50, 50 games or something like that. I don't see it happening. But let's take it to a guy that was talking a lot of noise last week, talking about reports, listening to light skinned Chris Broussard with the with the uh, the crazy looking afro, with the edge up way to the super back. Listening to that guy, listening to Shannon and um, and and Jalen Rose, listening to all these reports. But now he's just stuck with one. One guy that barely, that barely even plays full seasons anymore. Ad, let's take it out there to Southern Cali, Inglewood. My man JP, host of the Relatively Fat and Black podcast. JP, what's popping, my man? All is well, sir. All is well. You know how we do it out here. The sky is clear. There's an airplane flying overhead as we speak, heading into LAX. Um. All is well. AD's here. Bron's here. What really more could anyone ask for as a basketball fan? Kyrie's I mean, there, seriously. too, and Paul George. They're there, too. Uh, yeah, they're, they're here. But, you know, that's that's little bro, though. We ain't never worried about little bro, ever. And if you think we're going to start worrying about little bro now, really? 
man, we ain't never worried about little bro. And we ain't finna start. You know, you are what you eat from your head down to your feet. Y'all niggas remember that back in the day? See, that's some old school shit. When you decide to go to a losing brand, it really speaks to who you are. And they, them dudes, Paul George, really? Like, seriously, aside from name notoriety, who would be worried about this man? Nobody worried about Paul George. Anyway, well, look, let's get to the boxing. Number three, man. VIP. Oh. Yeah, let's get to the boxing. And I, another thing, I got to, I've been wanting to give you your pat on the back. <clears throat> the intro for this podcast that Willa has curated, I think is the dopest intro shit on iTunes right now, the, anything I'm listening to. So I love what you did with the intro, bro. Um, boxing has treated us well this year. You know, there there will be those that will complain. I believe there's been some really good UFC fights, you know, and that always somehow falls in the same conversation. If UFC's having a good year, that means boxing sucks. That's not that's not the truth. Both could coexist at this point and be good. And I think that's what hap- what's happening. I know UFC had some really good fights this year, but um, boxing's heating up. We got all these networks. Now, <clears throat> all these networks, all these different promotions, <clears throat> these are just different gangs. These are different tribes. And I see that coming into play with how Canelo's moving. I think it's obvious, and I'm going to just start off by just saying, uh, we ain't we going to go through the topics, but I know there's people listening out there. Canelo don't want that Andre smoke, and it's clear to see. But We'll talk through the topics, man. One fight I am interested in, and uh, I'll apologize for the homie Willa. He's look, guy. He's a really smart dude. He didn't work at NASA, and he might still work at NASA, from what I know. So you got to be smart as hell. <clears throat> but I know on whatever requisite they have, they didn't have you pronounce no damn names, because boy, your name, <laughs> y'all don't know what's wrong with you with names. But Dubois. And uh, Gorman, I think, are fighting. Oh, man, that's going to be a good one. You got to check in for this. This is two undefeated. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody can lose. So it's a crossroad heavyweight fight. Um, the winner of this, you'll see in the title match soon. So I'm excited for that fight this weekend. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I'm from Texas, man. We we pronounce stuff a little different. I'm going to call that boy the Bowles. Because that's what that's what I'm calling them, whatever I called them last time. But let's start it off, man. Let's go ahead and start it off. I think, uh, yeah, let's let's start it off right now and and go to the fight that's at the fight on Friday out there in Saudi Arabia. So who knows what time this is coming on? But one of my guys, one of the guys that you know, people laughed at me when I said he's he was needed in boxing, that he's a face of boxing. Um, he's one of the big names in boxing. Uh, my man Amir Khan, after just just losing to Crawford not too long ago, that fight doesn't seem like that was that long ago. And he said that it, you know, he had broke something. I can't remember the whole story, but that wasn't that long ago. He's over there fighting former. I think Billy Dibbs is a former title holder, and in fact, uh, Billy Dibbs was just lost to his last loss was to Tevin Farmer for the IBF um, 
what is that, 140? The IBF, uh, yeah, was that light light welterweight, whatever junior welterweight title? Um, yeah, super or super featherweight is what they're calling it. Uh, he got he lost the unanimous decision, but this is a you know a former former champion Billy Davis. He was the former. He had the WBC. No, he lost that one. Let's see. He he won a bacon. He won the bacon IBF. No, that's Australian. So he's just a former title challenger, former champion. He's a title challenger. So he has some championship fights. Um, but yeah, and every time it looks like every time that he fought for a belt, he lost. A, a, a big belt, except uh, IBO. So he did win the IBO super featherweight title back in 2008. He won the vacant title against uh, some guy I've never heard of. But Amir Khan, he's back again. I don't know, you know, Billy Dibbs, I, I think I saw him fight the Asian guy a long time ago, Mikamura or whatever his name was, and he got slept. He reminded me of Amir Khan, the way he would sleep over there and tried to jump up and had the loose legs. But we got a fight on our hands, I think. Pakistan versus India over there in Saudi Arabia. I mean, this is a big deal over here for the uh, for our brown brothers and sisters over there on the, you know, I guess I guess they call it the East, the, the, the Far East. That's not the Middle East, but the Far East, I think. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm probably not going to catch this at all. I'm not going to lie to you. I am an Amir Khan fan, but I don't know how early or when this fight is even coming on. But I know it's one of many fights on Friday. I don't know who's going to win. Billy Dibbs looks like his chin is soft as tissue, but he's only been slept twice. Amir Khan, um, 33 and 5. Both of these guys, I think, are have five losses. Billy Dibbs is 45 and 5. Amir Khan, 33 and 5. Four of those losses were by KO. Billy Dibbs been slept twice. Let me see how old Billy Dibbs is, just to see. I think he seems like he's an old dude. 33. They're both about the same age, so this might be a little good scrap. Both these guys ain't got no chin. Both of these guys are former champions, so they got the skills, but they ain't got no chin. JP, are you interested in this fight at all? Uh, probably won't be checking it out, but will you at least peek for it on YouTube? No. Um, <clears throat> we give Adrian Broner a lot of grief for how his career has gone in terms of having the high climax and everybody being on him and having these high expectations. Amir Khan arguably has had a higher climax with a greater fall. Adrian Broner is still at, um, better than an average welterweight. Uh, I don't know if he's, he's average or to better than average at least. I believe Adrian Broner could beat Amir Khan. I don't know why they haven't made that fight. Because that's the fight of, you know, that basically these two these two guys have left in the back that makes money. Amir at this point is obviously check chasing, you know, and he's going to get that Arab money, no pun intended. But, you know, now he's doing his, what I thought Manny Pacquiao would be doing by now, but Manny Pacquiao is fighting a serious fucking welterweight. I thought Manny Pacquiao would be fighting in Macau, 
fighting in China and just being an, an exhibition at this point, which he deserves, letting the, the overseas people, you know, feast their eyes on the legend and getting that money. That's what Amir's doing right now. Amir's going to get that Arab money. That's, that's, that's his people. They probably still think he's amazing, even after being nearly comatose on more than one occasion. So I have no interest in Amir Khan. I would have interest in Amir Khan in a Adrian Broner fight because, to me, that's a toss-up. I'm not quite sure, but I probably bet on Broner just being being able to outlast um, Khan. Khan seems really weak in the later rounds to me. He just, you know, he gets lazy. His fundamentals start lacking. He starts being sloppy. So, but it'd be a fun fight, and I think that's one that would generate interest. People would, you know, you sell some tickets. You can, you know, it'll be definitely headline a showtime. You know, nobody's gonna pay for that, but you can definitely uh, headline the network with that fight. So, I have no interest in American. I, you know. He'll he'll never be competitive again. I think his heart and spirit have left the building. So it's a shame. It was once a guy. I, I swear to God, it was at some fight. I looked at Amir Khan and I think I said, "Damn, he could probably beat Mayweather." I said that at a time, dog. Like he was fast. His jab was crazy. He was relentless. His combinations was like bullets flying. At, at some point in time, I don't know what year exactly, 2012, something. But boy, oh boy, I thought that dude was the next thing for sure. I couldn't see nobody beating him in a moment in time. But boy, how the mighty have fallen. That fall has been farther than Adrian Broner. So, no interest, Willa. No, you're, I mean, you're 100% right when it comes to when it comes to our guy, well, my guy, Amir Khan, at one point I did think that he was one of the best in the game, you know, because when it comes to the skill, when it comes to the speed, when it comes to the, you know, he even has a little little pop. You know, when it comes to all that, he's got it all. He just doesn't have what you need Olympic to pedigree. be a fighter. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't have what you need to be a fighter, and that's a chin, and it sucks. But I don't think his heart is gone at all. Amir Khan, I think if he's fighting, he's fighting. You know, he did sort of quit against Terrence Crawford, got hit in the balls, then said he was hurt. When was that? That was three months ago. But at least he's back in the he's back in the ring, you know, over there doing some some um historic stuff. Pakistan versus India. I think this is big time for you know, like I said, our our brown brothers and sisters out there. So I can see this happening. Uh, I mean, I can see it happening. I won't see it happening, but I'll check it out. And if Amir Khan gets a win, you know, he's still going to, which he should. Hopefully he does. Amir Khan gets a win. We'll we'll be seeing more of Amir Khan around, you know, early next year, I think, hopefully in another big fight. Maybe that's that Adrian Broner fight is, is going to happen, you know. That's a big payday for both the guys. I don't know exactly what Amir Khan's on because he's just fighting on uh, just – on channel five in Saudi, in Saudi Arabia. So I don't need, you know, I don't know what promotion that is, but you know, he's getting that paper and that's what Amir Khan is about. And he's done what he needs to do to get paid. So, so there we have it on that, man. Let's take it on to the next one. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Uh, so we've got 
some heavyweight fighting over there in the UK. Two undefeated up and coming guys. Um twenty one year old. This is another young man out there from the UK, Daniel Dubois. However you said how you say his name, Dubois. Du Bois is how I said. Dubois. 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 Yeah. Dubois. You know, I say it like a nigga. You say you say it like uh someone else, but Daniel Dubois mm-hmm. is fighting. Mm-hmm. So he's 21 years old. I think they said this is the no, the youngest combined age of anybody fighting for this belt against 23-year-old Jonathan Gorman, both fighting for the, what is this, the British heavyweight title. It's a vacant BBBFC, British heavyweight title, which I think is very prestigious over there. You know, when it comes to boxing, over there in the UK, we're talking about the number two sport in that country. So being the champion of the country is a big deal. Um, and, and being a heavyweight champion of anything is a big deal. So we've got two guys. Uh, Dubois, Dubois is 11-0. and 0. Um, Gorman, 16-0 and 0 with 11 KOs. Let's see how many uh, knockouts Dubois, how many knockouts Dubois. Dubois has 11. 11 wins, 10 KOs. Both these guys very young in the game. Both these guys very green, but both these guys willing to take that step up and to, you know, be put that up, you know, get ready to take that next step to be a real champion, a world champion. So, um, you know, I've seen Daniel uh, fight a couple of times. I think I saw him knock out a couple of guys at the Wembley. Um, but he hasn't fought it. He hasn't fought anybody anybody's worried about at all. Like I said, he's an up and coming guy. Being 21, he doesn't even have his man strength yet with uh, 10 KOs. So I don't know. I've seen him fight. Don't know too much about Nathan Gordon. Uh, but I did see the little face off, at least a little snippets of the face off. Looks like he believes he can win. Looks like he's coming in there in there to win. Um, but he's probably going to sleep like the rest of these guys. But this might be a good fight. Um I'm 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 I guess I'm going for Daniel Dubois to or whatever his name is to to win. But uh it should be a good one. I I know you're it sounds like you're a little excited for this JP. So are you going to be waking up? Well, you don't have to wake up. I'm sure it's going to come on about 2:30 or something. You're going to start your Saturday off right by well that's uh 12 o'clock your time. So yeah, start your Saturday off right watching these uh, U.K. cats duke it out. I am. And I've been um, keeping an eye on Dubois. He looks the part. He's uh, what we call the look the part all-star. You know, he looks every bit of the part. His last fight was a cracker. And um, I can't name the guy he fought. But, man, I mean, them two, Dave Dubois threw it to the wind. Them dudes was throwing right and left hooks at each other, and whoever lands first is going down. And that's how that went down. But Daniel Dubois was just shorter and sharper to the point. Uh, Gorman, I've seen his last fight. And, you know, you look at these guys' knockout ratios, yeah, you could easily say they're fighting bums, which they probably have been. But I, I think Dubois' progression in 11 fights has been pretty damn good. Gorman, I'm not as sure of. But I looked at him a couple times on YouTube. I can't say that I've been following him, but uh, 
He looks like the real deal. You got some, uh, you know, let's just say it how it is. This is boxing, baby. You got some racial connotation to the fight. You know, a black dude, a white dude, both dudes going in there talking that shit. I'm not sure what kind of white dude Gorman is. He could be, you know, um, European of some sort, um, or he could just be a United States guy. I believe he's something overseas. But, um, yeah, no, they're fighting for the British title. I think, I mean, you got to be, they're both UK cats. I think you got to be from the UK okay. to get that. Yeah. Okay, so, so they're both funny. British yeah. dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely, man. I'm excited for it. This is a big deal over there. Uh, I'm sure it's not the biggest deal, but I'm sure all those dudes are knowing about it, the boxing fans. And I'm going to look out for it. I believe the winner of this will start to see soon in some titles with the Dillian Whites of the world and the, uh, you know, taking on a knocking out a Chisora to get over the the hump, per se. So, are, yeah, excited for that. Are these guys at 21 and 23 years old ready for these grown men in the heavyweight division? You know, that guy's only 21. You know, I think uh, I was yeah. looking at the little uh, buildup, and, and that's what they were saying, whoever – Whoever wins this is going to be ready for the big dogs. The world, to, you know, makes it be a world challenger. But, you know, at 21, are you ready? Is he ready for a Dillian White? Does he got that kind of grit in him? Well, we don't know who's going to win, but if he wins, does he have that kind of grit? I guess that's a question we can answer on, uh, you know, on the Sunday show if we see if we see what we like. But, shit, at 21, you know, you could do that at – I believe you could do that at the, the, the lighter, lighter weights. You could be young and start whooping boys. But – Heavyweight, I guess Mike Tyson was what? How old yeah. was he when he won? Yeah, he was younger than that. Was... I think Mike was like 21 or something, 19 or some old wild shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but Mike's a shooting star, so that don't count. We're not going to take – Right. I, I never take needle out of haystack fucking things and make an opinion off of it. So, I mean, of course we know heavyweights age better than any other division because simply put power is you know something you hang on to the longest and power is the most needed thing probably at heavyweight agility whereas at welter you're going to need that hand speed you could be fucking george foreman just lumbering at 44 years old and just walk in there and drop a one two and you're the heavyweight champion now because you're fucking a 44 year old big ass strong dude you know that that that's a thing still but that doesn't, they age a lot better, but it's not to say that, you know, a 21-year-old can't come in there and get with a Dillian White who's probably in his early to mid-30s. You know, I know Wilder is a little older than people think. I believe Wilder is about 36 years old. You know, Tyson Fury's on the younger side. I think Wilder's 36, 35 years old. Yeah, for sure. No, Wilder's like Wilder is no young man. But he... Yeah, but I he's not. Yeah, so. No, no, I'm pretty but sure he's 33, I, I, and then uh, Fury is like 29. Or Fury ain't even that old. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 30. If he is 33, that's you know, shit. That ain't a, a young fighter by any means. I mean, you know, we've seen Floyd go to near 40 years old. So maybe with today's, you know, nutritions and these. But the, the question is, as a young man. Has he developed that grit? Have has he developed his his hand his hand shaped strength? Is what I like to call it. You know, George Foreman to this day will probably crush your goddamn hand, and that's the difference between a twenty one year old 
and a 45-year-old. Simply put, I didn't grab more things in life than you. I've picked up more wrenches. I've picked up more things. Just that alone, that 20-year separation just going to make my hand a little stronger. I just grab more things. I've carried them if you, if you don't do shit. So that's the difference most to me in a young 21-year-old man. They, they, don't, they haven't developed that handshake strength yet. But, you know, you, you get the, the benefits of youth and the, the spry leg and, you know, that kind of stuff that comes with that. So I think it equals out in the end. Who you got winning the fight? Uh, I'm going to take Dubois just simply because I've, you know, seen him longer. I, I, and I don't know a lot about Gorman, but I think Gorman looks like he's up for the challenge. His resume looks, I mean, you know, he got a high knockout, knockout ratio. Looks like he can crack. He ain't scared. So I'm, I'm excited. You know, I want to see what happens. And I want to see, you know, I'll be grading either fighter heavily here. And, you know, Dubois in his last fight really impressed me. Dubois has done nothing but impress. So, you know, Dubois has his whole Mike Tyson thing going on. He comes in in the black shorts, the black black um, shoes, and he has his whole Mike Tyson little situation going on in the ring, and he fights like him. It's a, kind of a, you know, a tight bob and weave. But, you know, he got a tight style. Hooks, uppercuts, you know, a real tight style like Mike had. So, and he's not quite Mike, but you know, he's a little bigger, and but he he has a nice tight style like that. So, yeah, I, I like Daniel Dubois. Yeah, I think I've, I've checked about his last couple of fights. I have liked what I've seen, but like I always say, you can never trust those UK brothers, man. So let's take it to the East Coast, out there to NY, to my man Janelle, see if he has anything to say about this Daniel Dubois and Nathan Gorman fight for the vacant British heavyweight title on ESPN Saturday, probably around 2.30. Janelle, was popping? It was cracking. How y'all doing? We good, man. You got anything uh, talking about this uh, Dubois versus Gorman fight? You got anything on those guys? So British. I like Dubois. Cat. I like Dubois, but like I said, I mean, like I, I was telling my boy about it. But I gotta see some more from him. I gotta see him up his comp before I can start really rating the guy and really saying that he's really a problem in the, in the division. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I like what I've seen so far, but like you say, well. That's you that can't trust our British brothers or whatever. But I just want to see more from the guy. I just want to see more out of the guy. I expect him to cruise by this fight uh, coming up Saturday. But I can't really put him among uh, the elite. Well, of course not because the game, you know what I'm saying? I I just got to see more from the guy. I mean, I like what I see so far, though. No, most definitely. I think we all agree. Uh, You know, he's been knocking boys out. And uh, like Wilder said, you know, when it comes to heavyweights, we want to see the knockouts, and that's what this guy's doing. So, yeah, as long as he's knocking people out, we're going to stick. We're going to be staying in tune and seeing exactly what he's doing, man. But I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure he'll get the KO. Uh, 
and hopefully he does, and he'll be able to move on to bigger and better things, man. But let's go on yeah, to the yeah, next. Exactly. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Now, we do have a title fight this weekend, and I think we have, we're going to have a good fight. Ray Vargas, 33-0, and 22 knockouts. Is putting up his WBC Super Bantamweight title against Tomoki, I'm going to say Tomoki Kamita. Um, these, I think my man, I've seen uh, uh, Tomoki Kamita fight before, and his, his, I believe, let me look this shit up, I believe his, uh, his alias is like the Mexican or something like that, because this guy, he's fighting like a Mexican. He's bringing hooks. He's throwing hooks, hooks to the body, straight rights, one-twos. He's, you know, he's giving you everything. Yeah, this guy's name is El Mexicanito. El Mexicanito. Samaki El Mexicanito Kamita from Tokyo, Japan. One of these guys, I, last time, this picture, he has black hair. Last time I seen him, he had blonde hair and a ponytail, and he was sleeping, boys. And that guy, he's hitting, boy, he's, he looks like he's the real deal. Now, when, if you look at the rankings to all these little belts, all the little guys, there's a lot of Japanese niggas in there that's doing work. But also, it seems like they get to a point where their work doesn't work anymore you know most of the asian guys we see except for except for the i think there's one asian guy in the top pound for pound list i forgot his name uh i can't think of his name right now but i think i got him i got him in my top i'm trying to think of his name as we go but these guys usually they fold they seem to get outclassed at some point in time and comedians he has two losses i think they were a while back um I saw him fight Medina, uh, his last fight, unanimous decision, and he looked pretty damn good. And then we've got the champion, Ray Vargas, who's pretty damn good. Nobody really knows about him. 28 years old, like I said, 33-0, and 0, Mexican, tall. He's 5'7", at the super bantamweight. I think Kamita, same thing. I think that's what happened last fight. I saw Ray Vargas fight uh, Manz- Manzanilla. I don't know if that's the same guy. My man's fighting. But uh, I saw him fight Manzanilla, and he got knocked down a couple of times. Manzanilla was using sort of like dirty tactics a little bit. But I remember Ray Vargas not looking like not looking like he was the best Ray Vargas. And usually he's fighting against little guys, and this guy was taller, uh, his height. And it seemed, but even though it was a unanimous decision, and he did give, you know, he did start whooping his ass, it seemed like it wasn't the same, same Vargas, man, like we saw when he fought, uh, when he fought like Navarati and the, uh, or Negrini and these guys in, in Rio. So I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. And when I say hell of a fight, I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. Because we know the one thing about these Asian guys, they do give you that Mexican style. They're coming forward. That's it. Ain't no dancing. Ain't no, you know, they use it. They ain't doing none of that. They're coming forward, hitting you with one-two, hitting you with body work, 
just like Vargas is going to do. This is damn near a Mexican off, and it's only one Mexican in there. I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. I'm not going to I'm not going to predict the winner now because you know, I don't know I don't know where Vargas is. Like I said, the last way Vargas we saw, he didn't look as crisp to me. He didn't look like he was the monster that I'm used to seeing, but like I said, that was maybe because he was going against a tall guy. And I think Kameda is uh is the same. He's 5'7". These are tall tall skinny niggas. And I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. I'm not going to predict it. I don't even know who I really want to win. That's why I can't even predict because I don't even know who I want to win. Do I want Ray Vargas to win? I like Ray Vargas. I like him a lot, but but I also like Kameda. And I think he has a brother too. I think these boys is like, you know, just Japanese stars. And when you call yourself Mexicanito, you know, you know you're coming with that Mexican style. So I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. JP, what do you think about this fight, Vargas versus Kameda for the WBC Bantam, super Bantamweight title? Oh, wow. Well, uh, um, I actually feel bad because I don't know a lot about either guy, and you previewed this so well. But I don't know a lot about either guy. Um, from what you said, it sounds like stylistically this would be a hell of a fight. And like you're saying, it's an Asian dude and a Mexican dude. We all know what that do. But at that point, I got to digress, man. I, I don't got much for it, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, and that's, and that's a shame, man. And that's what it is. And that's what's wrong with Ray Vargas. He's one of those guys that you would think that the Mexican people would be, they would be pumping him up. You know, he's what it's. It's a few other guys. It's a few other like as Oscar Valdez, like your guy. You know, there's a lot of these guys that that are Mexican champions that don't seem to be getting that love. And I think just because they little and Canelo's sucking all the Mexican love away, man. But uh, but yeah, man. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I'm, I, I think y'all should check this out on the zone. I think this is going to be a good one, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Kamita can go out there and get folded like we've seen a couple of those Asian stars do. You never know. That's what you never know about these guys coming over. And, you know, they've been watching guys, been looking good, sleeping boys, black guys, white guys, sleeping everybody. But when they come over here and fight for the real deal, we'll see exactly what happens. They might be in Mexico. I don't know exactly where they are, but let's see if Janelle's got anything on that. Janelle, anything on Ray Vargas versus Kamita for the uh, Super Bantamweight WBC? Um, I really I really don't, but you're doing a good job of, of promoting the fight. I can tell you that much, but I don't know like much about this. I'm with JP on this one. But like you're promoting this fight as if you're Don King or somebody, man. You know, you're doing I guess I'm going to tune into it. No, no, I'm actually, you know, I'm actually really, I think this is going to be a good one. I'm not, it's no hype right here. Like, this is for real. I think this is going to be a good one. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, like, uh, I'm promoting the fight real yeah. well. I mean, I mean, because, like, I know much about these guys, but um, you got me eager to watch the fight now. I mean, I mean, kudos yeah, to you. Yeah, check that out. That's all. Well, good. Hopefully they give, they cut the check and I can get paid, man. But uh, I think that's going to be a good one, like I said. I don't, well, I'm about, I don't know I'm who. I'm about to get paid. I'm about to get paid soon. I'm suing this fucking county I'm in. I'm going to sue their asses. And after I, I'm getting the fuck out of New York for good after, that, after I sue this county. I feel that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, they uh, raided the wrong house, man. They raided the wrong house. And I'm going to fuck their asses. I'm going to fuck this county up. 
legally. Man, good. So, so all we got to do is get to Vegas, and you got the tickets, the uh, the hotel, <laughs> you got everything. She gonna be balling, hey man. Hey, we'll be out there, yeah, man. Gonna... Make sure we do that. But, but yeah, I'm not gonna pick a winner. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm just gonna ride the fence on this. I don't know who the hell's gonna win, but I say y'all check it out if you can, man. But on to the next. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. We got Shakur Stevenson, another up and coming, up and coming fighter, U.S. fighter, Olympian. Um, I like him. I like him. Yeah, eleven and zero. This twenty two years old. This guy's coming. For, he wants all the smoke. But first, he's got to fight some guy named Alberto Guevara. Yeah, I think we've got we've got the wrong name in the. Mandela must have must have backed out. So we got another name in here, which is Guevara. But you know, it's not, it's not too much to say about this fight. I don't know who the hell Guevara is, but at eleven and zero, Shakur Stevenson coming off the unanimous decision on Christopher Diaz, which was a was which was a big win. Um, and uh, you know, that's I mean that's pretty much all we can say. Hopefully he gives he gives this guy the blues. I think he will. Secure Stevenson will is a, a up and coming. I think he might be, you know, he's one of those guys that is up next. There's a few of those guys: Tiafimo Lopez, Secure uh, Shakur uh, Stevenson. Um, what's my man's name? Haney. You know, there's there's the guys that are up next, and these are one of the and, and he's one of these guys. So I'll definitely be. I don't know if I'll check it out, but I'll definitely see it. Um, it's on what is it on ESPN? Another fight on ESPN. But I'm looking to see how good he grows, what he's looking like. Is he is he getting stronger in there? That's one thing. Is he going to be able to go all uh, probably ten rounds? So we'll see what he can do. But he gets the headline in his hometown of Newark, New Jersey. So um, I know he's excited for that, and I'm excited for him. But I'm looking for the washing. Uh, this guy's lost. Let me see how many times this guy's been knocked out. Guevara, he's been knocked out just one time, so he probably he might not go to sleep, but he probably will. I'm looking for the six round TK, uh, the six round knockout from my man Shakur Stevenson. JP, anything on Shakur Stevenson's little uh, little fight against this Guevara? It's not even Manzella, like we have on the thing. Manzella, my last, it's really. My- my last visual of Shakur Stevenson was him putting hands on somebody. But it wasn't inside a ring. Shit was at like a hamburger stand or something. And then there was girls involved. And then Shakur was really mixing niggas up out there, I'll tell you that. And I could have swore Shakur was going to be on in some kind of news headline very shortly talking about how he's fighting some charges. And that didn't happen. And just, hey, you know, kudos to him. Maybe this is what that money do. When you got Bob Arum, you know, connections, you can get them type of things pushed under the rug. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, like you say, a highly touted prospect. As you can see, he's still showcasing. He's not fighting anyone we know of. So it's still showcase. And that's okay. Shakur is out here. He's calling out, you know, big names and all that. And 
but he looks the part. At this point, to me, he's a look-the-part all-star. But, you know, I think he has the goods. But we have to see when he really get clipped. You know, kind of that's what I want to see out of him. He looked like one of them dudes that get clipped and, and his legs don't recover fast. That's what he just looked like to me. But I don't know that. But right now, from just being able to beat these dudes up and they really pose no threat, yeah, sure, it looks amazing. But, you know, he's a prospect, and I grade him accordingly. And so no no, no smoke his way. But, you know, still showcasing, and he's going to come out here and beat this dude up and look great. But, you know, he looks like a great young fighter that hasn't quite started fighting just yet. Janelle, you said you like Shakur Stevenson. I definitely do. I, I think the kid's a stud, man. He's a future, not star, but superstar in the sport. Five years from now, he's going to be one of those guys in the position that, that Crawford's in right now. I can see him in that position five years from now. You know what I mean? It's like the guy is that good. He's that talented. He's been tested before, actually. I thought he was being thrown to the wolves when they put him in there. Well, and he got an early stoppage. I was surprised. Um, I thought he was being thrown to the wolves a little too soon. But this fight right here is, uh, is, more, is more of a promotional fight. He's going to cause a uh, uh, score stoppage early, early rounds, probably three, four rounds. And, it's, and you know I mean, uh, it's just to build his stocks, just to boost his arm. Of course, he has things he got to work on. And he's being molded properly. He's being he's being molded right. And Bob Am knows what he's doing with him. I mean, I like the kid. I'm a big fan of the kid, man. He's he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, man. I'm I'm 100 behind this guy, and I want to see him do good things. And I think he's ready for the big dogs. You know, I think he can get in yeah. there with 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 Frampton or Morris. You know, you too know, soon, too soon, too soon. Give him about two more years, probably. A year and a half, two years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, he can get in there with Gary Russell Jr., of course. You don't have to worry about any whoa, power. Whoa, or whoa, like whoa, that. whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Gary Russell Gary Jr., Russell, the man. skill bomb. Yo, dog. But yeah, no, that's me. It's too. It's too soon for Gary Russell. I'm, I'm telling you, it's too soon, bro. No, it's too soon. What a pretty... skilled bum is. How are, what's a skilled bum? A skilled bum is like when Gary Russell fought Lomachenko. Like he was throwing pretty combinations. They looked great, but he was, you know, Lomachenko was standing on the other side of him. You know what I'm saying? So he looked like he. I had mean, but Lomachenko is is an incredible fighter, though, man. A, he, he ain't no bum. I I got you. I got you, but that's why that's what Gary Russell Jr. looked like to me that night, skill bum. So that's what that's what I praise it as because he looked great in there. He looked great, but he wasn't anywhere close to punching them. So you know he was throwing five punch combinations just in the air. They look great. They look skilled. <laughs> okay. But, I suppose. But yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. And you call me racist. I think. And you say I hate black fighters. Look at you, man. We talking I like about. It. I, I like said, it. We're talking about Shakur Stevenson. He's black. I'm saying, but yo, man, he's not. He's not ready for no Garrett Jr. I'm telling you, Garrett Jr. He might take away all of his confidence. He'll, he'll take away all of his confidence. Mm-hmm. People really question himself, like, yo, is this sport really for me? 
it's too soon to put him in there with Gary Russell. Trust me. I think me. I think he big body Gary Russell Jr. and 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 make him uh and, and knock him out probably. That's what I think. Man, nah, man. You know, yeah, you, you, you got you got to understand that he is big. You know, he is young and he is big, and he's fighting little guys at this point in his career. So you know, I don't. I, I like him. We'll see what he can do. Twenty-two years old. You know, I think Gary Russell's probably like thirty years old. Uh, Oscar Valdez is probably around the same thing. You know, there's a lot of older guys in in this division. But uh, we'll we'll see him. We'll see what he can do after this fight. Like you said, I think his last fight, people thought he got he was going into earlier was that Haney. No, that might have been Devin Haney that fought somebody they thought he was going into early, and he whooped their and he and he whooped their ass. That was Haney. That wasn't Shakur. I don't think it was. It was Shakur. I don't know. It was Shakur. I don't think it was Shakur's last fight. I think the fight before last fight. I, I, I'm thinking, but it was one of those fights where um, I thought he was in for trouble, and he scored an early stoppage. Early, didn't even really break a sweat. I was like, I was, like, I, I was surprised. But Gary Russell Jr. Trust me, he's not ready for Gary Russell. I'm sorry. Well, we got Gary Russell. Was, well, we'll see. He'll take away his confidence. He man. says he's calling. He says he's ready for the belt. We've seen this guy on TV a lot. He's 22 years old. We've seen guys like Jaime Munguia pick out the weakest link and get the belt. Uh, we see what uh, Teofimo Lopez is doing the same thing, positioning his himself in position to um, get be able to fight a fight a champion. And I think Stevens is going to be doing the same thing. They're not, you know, when you're on TV, they're not going they're not going to mold you for too long. I think it's time to feast. I think it's time to let him out and see exactly what he's got. You know, I think he's got the skills to pay the bills, and he's only going to get better because he's only going to get stronger. At 22 years old, um, man, yo, dog, there's only a few fighters that young in the history of the sport that actually, you know what I mean, and they were all-time great talents. So it's like, at 22, man, he's not, trust me, yeah, he's not. Well, you he's just not said he was a superstar. At 22 years no, old, Canelo had no. superstar. I said five years, man, right. he's, a, he's, he's a future superstar. I said five years from now, he's a future 20, star. He will be in – he will be where Crawford is right now, five years from now. I well, truly believe that, as long as he's molded and, right. But throwing him in there with hey, Gary no, right now, come on, bro. Huh? Hey, the time is the time is now. Every All these guys are young like champions. If you would put Crawford – that's like back when Crawford was 22. If you would put him in there with Pacquiao at 20 – come on, Pacquiao would have ended his career when he was on that juice, man. He would have ended Crawford at 22 years old. He would have literally ended Crawford's career. Crawford would have went back to John Boy, questioned himself. Yeah, and but who he went? Who's comparing Gary Russell Jr. to to Pacquiao? Gary Russell I'm Jr. Not, with I'm no saying, knockout. I'm saying, I'm saying, throwing guys to the wolves that early in their career, man. That's who's got from David Reed when he fought Tito, David Reed, Vargas. I, I, I mean, come on, this goes on and on, man. Guys who got their career ended because they were pushed too fast. Nah, man, I feel you. <laughs> I mean, hey, I just that, believe bro. in him. You don't. I think he. I think he's ready. I think it's time to I let him off the leash. And and I think that's what uh, he believes that too. And that's what they're saying. Like uh, these young guys are looking for these belts early. <sighs> looking for these belts bro. early. So so. Yeah. Well, you have to forgive Gary Russell for letting you down versus Lomachenko that night. You have to forgive him. 
Forgive him, all right? You're bitter about that. Forgive him. Gary Russell Jr. looked weak in, in his last fight against somebody we just saw. You know, it's something It's something about Gary Russell Jr., dog. I have to, you know, but he's built up. I just think he's the weakest of the champions, and that Shakur Steve is going to have to beat. That's who he's going to have to beat to, to get the chip. I think that could be done. That's just, you know, well, that just is what it is. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. No. I just think, hey, it's too soon, man. We we got you. But we'll see. I mean, we're, only time will tell. We'll see what they'll do. He ha- like you said, he he's has with more Bob Arrow. He has more molding. He has more molding. He's got to be molded a little bit more, man. He's got to be. Sure. For sure. And I'm sure that's what's going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see Put see him put in this work. Hopefully he'll get the win. Hopefully it'll look impressive. I'm sure we're all picking him to win. And uh, we'll see exactly what's next for this young up-and-coming uh, pro uh, champion. So uh, on to the next. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Hey, just to keep it, you know, 100, this next fight – I don't really know anything about. I've seen this one guy, Jamel Jones, fight fight before, and I remember thinking, what the hell is this guy doing out there? But Jamel Jones, 25-1, and I think he's only lost to you guys um, a while ago. But uh, he's fighting Antonio DeMarco. This is some kind of fight on Fox Sports. Antonio DeMarco, you know, a guy that we know his name. So I guess they're trying to build James up on Fox. But we also know that Fox Sports, they be having crazy guys like uh, Devin Alexander highlights, um, highlight, not highlight, headline these fights. So I think PBC, they probably signed, they just got to put any fights together and they're giving us anything. This guy, Jamal James, he has a long ponytail. He's tall, skinny, and he's very wild. But it'll probably be a good fight because he will. He is gonna fight and get hit a whole bunch of times. But I probably ain't watching this shit. JP, anything on that? Jamel, no James, sir. Antonio Demarco, no. No sir, uh, Antonio Demarco of yesteryear fame ha- is long, 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 long. Maybe five years past his expiration date at this point. So, I mean, yeah. No. Janelle? No, I'm with JP. All right. Well, you, you're with all of us because uh, I don't know too much. Like I said, I don't know too much about it, but it is a headlining card for this Saturday. But like I said, man, this week we've got a lot of, a lot of fights going on. Early morning Friday fights. Uh, midday Saturday fights. Uh, it's a lot of fights coming on. I think I'm counting eight, eight cards coming on, and then most of them are coming on TV. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of boxing going on. But I think that's it for all our fight predictions and uh, previews. So let's all go on to this quick news real quick. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Just uh, I guess last week. Tyson Fury, you know, a guy who's been running his mouth a lot after beating some bum nobody's ever heard of, 
lying about ticket sales. And to this day, I wish I had the I wish I had the damn thing. To this day, we haven't seen those pay per view numbers, have we? Nope. We're hiding it. Somebody's supposed to take over America. They're hiding the numbers. Why? Because nobody gave a fuck about that fight. But the fight they do give a fuck about is the Fury Wilder fight. Fury came out jumping the gun, announcing, I think, a February 22nd date shortly after Wilder came out and said, nah, not so fast. We haven't agreed to anything yet. I know this fight is going to happen. You know, this isn't really that big of news. But Fury's doing a lot of talking. He's, uh, you know, he's trying to build himself up as this, like we always say, this lineal champion, even though he gave it up. He retired, then fell the drug test. But for some reason, he can still be the lineal champion. Again, after he retired, one, you should lose it. And then after you fail a drug test, you should lose your lineal title. But only in America do we let guys get away with that if they have the complexion for the protection and we've got that green, them green backs behind them. But Fury's doing a lot of talking. This fight hopefully is going to go down. Uh, Wilder been talking a lot of shit about Fury. <clears throat> Wilder talking about the numbers, asking, you know, Fury, you know, taking shots, saying, you know, the few people that were at the fight, asking telling them that in America, when you talk shit, they want to see the knockouts. They don't want to see this bullshit they're doing, even though he got the knockout against the bum, but against the big dogs. Fury is getting on my last nerve, even though I do think we need him, even though I do think he's good. He's rubbing me the wrong way. But the question I have for JP is, JP, where are the numbers? We've seen the numbers for every other fucking uh, pay-per-view ever. Oh, Canelo did 5,000. So-and-so did this. So-and-so did that. Why are they hiding these Tyson Fury numbers? Oh, shit. Well, you know that question is rhetorical. It's because the fucking numbers are terrible. You know, they're terrible. We all knew that. So now we're at a crossroad if you're ESPN or whatever the hell. You're at a crossroad because you're not making no money and you're shelling out a bunch of money. And like I've been fucking harping on since that last fight, I forget the the other dude's name, but the the complete promotion, you got these dudes taking pictures like some kind of boy band. Um, it was just disgusting. It was a slap in the face of boxing. Then you get the fight night. You got the whole uh, Rocky shit going. I said, I'm like, damn, man, this thing is short of of some backup dancers jumping in stage and Tyson hitting a little, little groove for a minute, needing choreography. That shit was short of needing choreography, dog. I thought Tyson was going to hit a little hip-hop move, do the cabbage patch or something real quick, some little bitches jump out with him and do a little move. But that, all that theatrics and all that shit, that's money. And that's money that got to be made back. Tyson has this contract where he's guaranteed to make this, that, and the other amount. We can't do that if you're not generating money. And so what they're finding out is 
You're not the star we thought you were. You you can't just fight nobody and bring us our revenues. We got to match you up. You know, so sorry, Tyson. You're not going to be able to, like we thought. See, now, when we first talked about this, uh, say, three months ago, maybe when Tyson first signed with uh, ESPN, we thought the casual fan would flock, you know. Now, they may flock to ESPN as a network, but when you start asking the casual fan to pay for Tyson Fury to fight a nobody, dude, let's not forget, ever, see, he rode Deontay Wilder's coattail to stardom. Deontay Wilder got him over the hump competitively, but he also got Tyson Fury over the hump in terms of how he looked at. Because if you think, like I keep trying to reiterate, keeps getting lost in the conversation, is that that fight had no thrills other than what Deontay Wilder brought to it. And Deontay Wilder has since brought nothing but thrills his whole entire career. Tyson Fury's job is to come and play spoiler. And that not by hurting a person, that be by evading and doing very minimal damage to you. You know, pointing you, like, you know, literally in every sense. So, but that doesn't sell pay-per-views. Simply put, you know, I, you know, you can say I'm wrong for saying he's very, I, I consider him like a heavyweight Polly Malinaji. You know, at best, at least Polly was aggressive on the attack at some point of his career. But, you know, Tyson, you know, he doesn't throw a ton of punches and he throws none with very much emphasis. This is heavyweight and he's the biggest of all of them. Sit down on something, throw something with some emphasis. Stop trying to be so goddamn cute. You're too big to be too cute. And that shit don't sell. It's just like I said in the hood, when you a little chubby dude, the gangsters, in you, they on you the toughest. I'll come here, little big ass nigga. You soft. They trying to check and see if you and make sure. If you from the hood, you ain't soft. You can't be big and soft. And I ain't saying Tyson Fury's soft. I'm just saying he's not violent. Enough, and that's what we cut check for the heavyweight division for, and especially when you're the biggest dude, we can't have you out here dancing and singing songs to your fucking wife. I mean, really? Like I said, I thought he was going to dance, have some backup dancers jump out, or sell me some skincare shit, you know? So. He got to he got to come better than this, and the, and the network is realizing that, and they're like, okay, you know, this about money, and you ain't bringing it in, so we need you to go fight Wilder, whether you ready or not, because that's where we get our money. But it's no way we can have uh, you demanding the purse you have. We have to fight you pay per view, and if you can't sell just on you alone, then we have to match you up tough. But that only means that we have to pay the other men even more. And they have to pay that, uh, I think it was Thompson, whoever the, the white guy was, they have to pay him pretty decently. This is why that fight's pay-per-view is not because Tyson's that big a star. The fight's pay-per-view because the purse demand, the, the promotion, the money. 
and that's what they can't live up to. So we're going to see that type, that Wilder fight sooner than later. And I, that's all I got to say, Willow. Yeah, most definitely. I think we're supposed to see it, you know, at the beginning of next year, that first quarter is what we're looking at. But I'm going to ask Janelle, Janelle, where are the numbers? Why haven't we seen the numbers? Well, well, like I tell you people all the time, I mean, I don't care who you are. You need a dance partner to do some good numbers, man. It, it just is what it is. I mean, yeah, Texas Fury looks sharp. I think he's got his form back from the, you know what I mean? I mean, um, but again, it was against nobody. I think the guy was ranked like 63, something like that. I mean, he was like, I mean, he was a bum. And Tyson was made to look good. You know what I mean? I think this fight was to try to make him a star in America because, of course, I mean, he put a guy who was telling made in front of him to make him and then score a knockout, which he scored a knockout. You know what I mean, that's what y'all always crave about. But he also looked untouchable in this fight. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, I don't care how good, you know, you can look good against a bum, but you got to have a dance part in order to do some good numbers. And, and and nobody bought into the guy being, I mean, nobody bought into this being anything, okay, this is going to be a competitive fight or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is. But as far as uh, JP was saying about how the guy is like a heavyweight, Paul Malnagy, I disagree with that. I mean, he has some boring fights, don't get me wrong. But he has some, I mean, I thought he hurt Wilder a few times in that fight. You saw Wilder staggered a few times in that fight. What? And his get- yes, I saw him staggered a few times in that fight. Would you crazy? I clearly saw that shit, man. I thought I he should have sat down that. more than his shots. But like, of course, against a guy like Wilder, I mean, you got to be careful because Wilder, I mean, he's dangerous until that final bell. He's dangerous, and he saw he got clipped. I remember y'all said before about how a uh, name one fight where a guy had been put down twice and still won a, de- a decision. Uh, Chris Algieri, uh, didn't he beat uh, Provodnikov and got knocked down several times in that fight? <clears throat> and still won a decision? No, we said, we. I just made it very general, and it's probably not the greatest thing, but I said I've never, I, I, I haven't heard of a fight where a dude it's been a in his fight. mind get, no, you know, it's boxing, this is by points, but man to man is what I mean. I don't go fuck how quick and elusive you was. I dropped you twice. So, that man, to man, man to we both know what that is. No, no, I said boxing is scored on points. I said man to man. You think Fury don't know something man to man? Fuck them points. You put me on my back twice. I have to do a gang of slick shit all night. That's man to man talk. And that's where I believe the advantage goes to Wilder mentally. I don't, I don't think so. I think because Wilder... I'm questioning if Wilder thinks that he, that he can knock Fury out. So I think mentally, I mean, I think it's in Fury's favor because Fury took some of his best shots in the in the late stages of the fight and still was able to get back up. So it's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, and now yeah. I think Fury's got his feet back under him. I mean, it can go both. It can go both ways. That's what Janelle, saying, you a fighter, go, Janelle. It can I'll go ask both you because you a fighter. Have you ever fought a dude who dropped you twice? But you got the decision or something. How did you feel? I, I mean, I never you, got you, knocked down in a fight, so I was like, you know what I mean? I've never been knocked so out. So think about it. You closer to that than me, so you know, put it in that context. You know, say you fought a dude, like I said, like I said, he, he, he got back up. But like I said, it it can go both ways because like when Fury got back up, 
in that fight, you saw Wilder's face was like, oh, shit, this guy got up from, from that shot. I mean, that shit was all over the internet. It was like, damn, this guy got the fuck up. What the fuck? And then he, and not only did he get up, but he still dominated the rest of the round. So not only did he get up, but he still dominated that round. So it's like, so it's like, I think it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah. I think Fury well, is I think Fury didn't take an immediate ahead, rematch immediately because, uh, uh, let's not forget, he had concussions after that knockdown and had that fight also. So it was like, I see what you're saying. But also, Wilder, like, okay, now, can I really knock this guy out? I just got my best shots, and he got back up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know hey, man, fuck I mean, all that. Fuck all that. Hey, man, fuck all that. So fuck goes, all that. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. That's why I make And that's why we want the rematch. That's why we want it. That's exactly why we want it. Yeah, man, that was my bad yeah, on that. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that shit. But, yeah, yeah man, yeah. I think. Oh, well, shit. No, no, I didn't. But what? Hey, but but Broner said it best. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. We go ahead and wrap it up, man. Was gonna talk about Tia Fimo Senior getting jumped, but we don't even really need to do that until we see the the footage, and then we could all laugh because he talks a lot of shit. But until then, we'll we'll uh we'll end it right there. So before we go, JP, man, anything uh want to say with the relatively fat and black podcast you got going on? Ah, uh, not much, man. You know, Blog Talk really fucked me over the other night. Willa tried to carry the show out. I, I appreciated it. But, um, shit, I might try. It's going to be late, but, no, I don't think I'm doing that tonight, man. I'm going to probably do something. But I do got something loaded up special. Y'all got to check it out. Relatively Fat and Black Podcast on iTunes, man. Um, I, I'm going to go into a deep dive on this Tyreek Hill situation. And the, all the audio was was, was released. Um, if y'all don't know, Tyreek Hills, the wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, allegedly broke his son, his three-year-old son's arm, and was suspended from the team. So I think the the audio is very interesting, especially especially for fathers. So I want to listen to that and see what you know, the father's got to say about it because there's a lot of context to this. We don't condone beating, the, you know, punching your kid in the chest and breaking your kid's arm. But Tyreek, in this conversation with his baby mama, was talking about, you know, making them have respect and how the world's going to be tough for him out here and this, that, and the other, and how she's not doing her part, so he got to go hard, whatever. So some context there are going to talk about it. That's a bet. That's a bet. Janelle, you got anything before we get out of here? No, I'm, well, um, I wanted to bring up another topic about the Thurman saying about how he's not interested in fighting Crawford. I was like, is Crawford really the boogeyman at 147? But of course, that's a whole another topic, probably for the next show. But it's a video out there circulating where uh, uh, Thurman clearly stated that he's not interested in fighting Crawford. I'm like, damn, dudes are really afraid of that man like that. Yeah. And you picked uh, and you picked what's McCollin over him? That's crazy. Man, you keep going back to that damn postal shit. Man, how long ago was that, man? Postal, yeah. Hey, hey you picked postal over man? Crawford, dog. And these boys don't even want to fight him, man. I want you know what it is. Crawford is after that fight. Just, hey, just another brother holding another brother down, dog. I know how it is, dog. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's but crazy. hey, man, I think that's where we're gonna end it. Uh, hopefully, we'll get uh, RC back on Sunday. 
If not, maybe JP can go ahead and, and, and hold the reins down. We'll see how that goes. But y'all make sure y'all check out these fights if you can. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to break them down for you, man. So outside this boxing podcast midweek show, we're out of here. Peace.